Good morning, new community. My name is Carson, and I want to welcome you to our Sunday podcast. Happy third week of Advent. I hope you're doing well, and I hope that you're finding a sense of peace, hope, and love despite the chaos of 2020. Wherever you find yourself in whatever you are currently going through or wrestling with, we want you to know that we are with you, we see you, and we are for you. So, may today's podcast be a time of healing, restoration, and encouragement as we set aside this time and space to hear from God and each other. Grace and peace to you. New community, join me in our call to worship. We begin by lighting the Advent candle. As we light this candle, we long for Christ's coming. Our God, let there be joy. May the God of joy bring joy to this family. May the Son of joy bring joy to this community. May the Spirit of joy bring joy to this church, today and forever. Holy God, it is difficult to choose joy when all seems lost. The darkness blocks our vision, taking our eyes off your light. May we resist our tendency to close you out, to shut out our brothers and sisters, and to shield our eyes from the suffering of those less fortunate than ourselves. Let your light shine. Have your joy abide in us. Awaken us to your love. Call us to share your light with everyone so that your joy may remain. Call us to share your light with everyone so that your joy may reign. And so, on this third Sunday of Advent, we light the candle of joy and pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. And the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters bring forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Isaiah 35.
Hello and good morning to you, new community. It is so great to have you join us on this third week of Advent. Our theme for today is joy. Now, chances are if you were to describe 2020 using one word, joy probably wouldn't make it in your top 10. Honestly, maybe not even your top 50. Top 100? I don't know. Maybe you're more optimistic than I am. But regardless of how much joy you are or are not feeling in this season of your life, I think it's important that we spend the next few moments reorienting our hearts and minds around the theme of joy as we continue our journey of Advent and prepare ourselves to celebrate the coming of Jesus. Now, today's talk is going to be a little bit different. We are very excited to have a few of our very own Newcom family sharing about what is giving them joy in this season. So we're going to hand it over to hear a quick word from each of them, and then I'll close with a few thoughts on joy. Hello, beautiful Newcom folks. I have been asked to share with you how I have found joy in this season, even in the midst of struggles with COVID. It was difficult to narrow it down what I seek out for joy, because there are many things, and I wanted to give you something other than prayer or journaling, though those are both great, but the constant and the one that works best for me is music. I have historically turned to music in times of need, loneliness, chaos, and also in times of great happiness, contentment, and relaxation. But because these are days where it seems chaos and uncertainty prevail, I look to music to center and bring me back down from anxiety-stricken heights. Music helps me find peace in my garden, as well as when I have to roll up my sleeves and tackle a deep clean of the kids' rooms. And because I recognize the importance of music, I made sure I owned a set of earbuds for lone car rides since neither of our vehicles have Bluetooth functionality or properly operating CD players. It clears my cluttered mind when doing the dishes, and when the kids join in with singing and dancing, well, that there is pure joy in itself. But there's a certain kind of music that I'm drawn to. I specifically am drawn to artists who are songwriters, not just performers. So sorry you won't find Britney on any of my favorites lists. Singer-songwriters are storytellers. They give space for creativity, expression, mood. If you really listen, you come to appreciate their creative processes as well as their formulation of thought and theology uh, in their verses. And that just might lead you to your own personal aha moment, which is my favorite. If you know me well, you know Jason Mraz. The Eagles, Brandy Carlisle, and Trevor Hall are among my top picks for any time of the day. And Tom Petty lyrics can be found in the tattoo I designed to remember my mom by. It's uncanny that most recent song, uh, the most recent song I have latched onto is Joyful by Ex Ambassadors. The lyrics say, to be joyful, joyful and happy, sunny and bright. It is beautiful in the way that it is not a happy, cheery sound, but rather it comes out as a raw, guttural, painful struggle. Lead singer Sam Harris describes it as trying to be appreciative, even in the midst of being confronted with how unforgiving and cruel the world can be. I think we are all in a season where this sentiment couldn't be more real. And how great is it that music gives us the room to feel so deeply? I think singer-songwriter Justin McRoberts said it best recently. May my sadness add richness and depth to my joy. So because music can set the mood, 
When I'm looking for cheery inspiration to bring me out of the funk, I can rely on lyrics such as the question I ask at the end of the day is what did I give and what did I take? And also, even if your heart has been shattered, whatever you want, whatever you are after, love is still the answer. So guys, in a world where there's so, so much noise, I believe it's this art and artists that help bring clarity, a hope, and joy. Thanks for letting me share today. Cheers. Good morning, Newcom. Uh, this is Ryan Minerly here. I uh, want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Hope everybody is hanging in there. Uh, today, I have the privilege of chatting with you all a little bit about joy uh, and the prompt, uh, as it was kind of dictated to me, was how do we choose joy in this season? Um, so uh, just kind of getting the gears turning on that and thinking about uh, joy as a choice, specifically in um the season of Advent, uh, specifically this year amidst the pandemic and a lot of other highly stressful, uniquely crazy things that have been going on, um, the idea of joy as a choice, uh, I think is super interesting. Um, so the way that I kind of thought about this was uh, to identify some moments in my memory, uh, maybe from the last few years, that um, are moments that I experienced joy and kind of work backwards and like, did I, like, how did I choose joy there? Um, and, uh, like, where does that depth of joy come from? I do think of joy as something that is uh, very vast. Like the first thing that came to mind is like, what are the things that kind of like perk me up on a day to day basis? And I think about work and I'm like, when I make a sale at work or something, I don't, I wouldn't consider that a joyful experience. It certainly is fun. Um, but it's not something that like really fills me up with, with uh, much depth. So I'm trying to isolate some moments that feel uh, truly joyful that are kind of like wholly consuming in that way. A uh, bunch of stories came to mind, lots of uh, different things from over the last few years. Um, but I kept kind of coming back to one story that's kind of goofy but I think it was uh, kind of teaching to me, uh, teaching me a lot about joy and how that can happen uh, or how that can be chosen. So the story that I was thinking of or the memory I was thinking of was in uh, 2017, Christmas time of 2017. Uh, 2017 was uh, a little bit of a tough year personally. Uh, that could be the understatement of the century. It was a very, <laughs> it was a very difficult year. Uh, I had a marriage that fell apart early in the year, so there was a whole lot of kind of rediscovery and exploration of, of life uh, after that. And one of those things was uh, living situations, among many things, but I kind of bounced around from a few different spots and ultimately ended up living with my buddies Tyler and Cody and uh, had moved in, I think, in like October or something, but anyway... I'm I'm an early adopter uh, of the Christmas music thing, by the way. Like I start in like November every year. I do movies. I mean, I'm I am in the Christmas spirit well before Thanksgiving, which I know is a little bit controversial, but for the context of the story, it's important. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
living with Tyler and Cody. And I remember this being the first Christmas season that I was uh, actually pretty apprehensive about and not super stoked about. Um, changes in life uh, were sure to bring, um, you know, maybe sour some old traditions, uh, which those of you who know me very well know that I'm big into the Christmas uh, season, meaning lights, parties, movies, music, traditions, the whole nine yards. Uh, those things are very fundamental to who Ryan Minerly is. So being apprehensive about that type of stuff was new to me. I totally recognized it, but was kind of like, maybe I'll just like still try to do some of the things I would normally do, cut down a Christmas tree and put it up in the living room all that type of stuff. I remember getting a couple of bins of old decorations out and I was like, I'm going to see how these guys do with all this. <laughs> and one was, uh, one quickly warmed to the idea. One took a little bit of time, but everybody got on board to their own degree. Um, but one scene sticks out super vividly in my mind. And that is the day that we put the Christmas tree up. Tyler and Cody helped me decorate it. And, then we started like the cleanup process, primarily Tyler and I, because we created a huge mess in the process. And the scene that sticks out of my mind is Tyler and I in matching Christmas aprons with the NSYNC Christmas album jamming, like singing and dancing around with brooms and mops, <laughs> cleaning the kitchen and the living room, laughing a bunch cooking dinner. I mean, it was this whole, I mean, it, you could write a screenplay out of it. It was so goofy. And um, I just remember having an absolutely overflowing cup that night. And uh, so when I look back at that, I mean, a hundred different stories come to mind of, of times that I've experienced joy. Um, but looking back at that and finding a thread of, of choosing joy in that was kind of enlightening to me because I don't look back. I do think of joy as something that we can choose. I do think of joy as something that is built into the fabric of who we are. I feel, I think of it as a gift. Um, I think people have a great capacity for experiencing joy and seeing joy and catalyzing joy, even during like super crappy things. Um, but when I look back on that one, I'm like, I don't actually remember making a conscious choice in my head to be like, today I'm going to choose to be joyful about this, or I'm going to choose to see joy in these things. What I do remember is being like, I'm just going to do this. And then I remember kind of letting a bunch of things happen. I don't remember actually being a catalyst to like the energy and the joy in that room, but I do remember letting that kind of consume me or letting it fill some space. And so that got me kind of thinking that sometimes sometimes we have to choose joy. Sometimes it's not super easy to find depending on the circumstances of life, circumstances of life. But I don't think that joy is dependent on those circumstances. And sometimes we need a crutch, you know, and we need to fall back into the things that kind of feed our soul. For me, those are things like being outside or writing or being with my close friends and, and sharing time in community. Those are kind of some fallback crutches, but really I feel like we can, we can discover joy in a lot of things. And sometimes that's, that's a choice. 
and sometimes maybe this is splitting hairs, but sometimes the choice is, at least in my experience, the choice is simply just to kind of let down walls and let, you know, let there be space to experience joy. I'm here at the river today because it allows me to see God's character. And this brings me joy. Paul says in Romans, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature. We see God's character of consistency with the return of majestic eagles every year for a free lunch on the spawning salmon in Coeur d'Alene. We see the character of God of power and majesty in the splendor of Palouse Falls during spr the spring runoff. We see God's character of beautiful creativity on a trip through the San Juans to observe the absolute breathtaking beauty of the islands. These are some of the Northwest's witnesses to God's character. They bring me joy. But Paul also states in Romans that the creation has suffered the effects of sin and that it groans with humanity for the fullness of redemption. Plague, pestilence, natural disasters are all examples of a fallen creation. So in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic advent, while we all are groaning for relief, I choose to find the testimony of God's character in creation around us. And this brings me joy. Man, what an encouragement to hear those thoughts and perspectives on joy. Thank you to Ryan, Sheena, and John for sharing. Like for most of you, I'm sure, joy is a really challenging emotion, feeling, or perspective to cultivate when life feels chaotic. In March of 2019, my wife Nicole and I, along with our two kids, entered the most painful, difficult, and challenging season of life we'd ever gone through. At the time, Nicole and I were leading the youth at a church in Vancouver, Canada, and the youth ministry itself was absolutely thriving. I had never experienced a move of God like what we were experiencing. But one evening, in the middle of what felt like revival, I walked into a meeting with a few of the other pastors, sat down, and was unexpectedly fired on the spot. No explanation, no reason. There was no scandal, no immorality, no church discipline, just seemingly out of nowhere, fired. Within 15 minutes, I was asked to clean out my office, was ushered out of the building, and was told that me and my family were prohibited from attending any future gathering or events at the church. No goodbyes to the staff or the youth leaders or the youth, no final youth night, no announcement on a Sunday, nothing. I could not believe what was happening. And to make matters worse, since we were Americans living in Canada on a work visa, this decision meant that we would have to leave the country, and panic set in. I had no job lined up, no source of income, no health insurance, no safety net, nothing to say to my wife or two kids. 
It seemed as though everything we had was taken from us in a matter of minutes. Our job, our ministry, our friends, our status, our reputation, our salary, our security, our apartment, our free healthcare, what up Canada, our work visa, and even our hopes and dreams. It was more traumatic than I could have ever imagined. So we moved to Portland, Oregon with the hopes of getting a job at this amazing design company. And after that fell through, I ended up getting a job selling mattresses at the mall. Talk about your dream job, right? For a year and a half, I was depressed and lonely and anxious and hurt and wounded and angry and bitter. I would vent to God on my lunch breaks in the food court and swear in my journal as I tried to heal and constantly wondered why God would allow this to happen to me. Like, how could all this work together for my good? I looked at everyone around me and it seemed like they were killing it. Promotions, opportunities, flourishing, accomplishments. It seemed like everyone around me was having no problem with joy, but I was just completely lost. It was near the end of this chaotic, lonely, depressing season of my life that something shifted in my spirit. It was as though God's presence became real to me, not just in a theological sense, but in a practical, tangible, experiential sense. It was in this desert, so to speak, that I realized how desperate I was for the presence of God. I had nothing else to rely on, no reputation to hide behind, and no status to build my life on. All I felt like I had was God's presence. In that season, Psalm 16 became a refuge for my confused and tired soul. In this psalm, David is pouring out his raw and vulnerable self before a loving God who hears and responds to him. He says, no wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. It was actually the chaos, grief, and disappointment of my life that cornered me into God's presence. I felt like I was trapped in this felt reality that God's presence was actually the pathway that leads to my greatest joy. Now, I think I have always known that in my head, but it wasn't until... I had everything taken away from me that I realized it in my experienced life. That it's his presence that leads to my joy, my pleasure, my safety, my security, my deepest satisfaction and rest. Now, my life wasn't the only life that was radically and dramatically impacted by Psalm 16. Thousands of years before my experience with joy found in the presence of God, Psalm 16 shaped the joy of the early church. In Acts 2, right after the Holy Spirit came in power at Pentecost, Peter stood up and gave one of the most memorable and important talks of the early church. He only quotes three New Testament passages in this talk, and guess what one of them was? 
Well, if you're a Bible nerd and said Joel 2, you'd be right. But also Psalm 16. Peter in Acts 2 shares how important it is for us as followers of Jesus to remember the hope and joy that the presence of God gives us. Peter shares how profound it is that God in Jesus became one of us, dwelt among us, was killed, buried, raised to life, and ascended to the Father. This Jesus that sent his Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us and give life, joy, and meaning, vision, and purpose, and presence to all that we do. His presence and our joy is now personified as living and active among us as the people of God. During Advent, we remember that Emmanuel, or God with us, is a tangible, living, breathing, active reality. That his presence is with us. That his presence goes before us. That his presence sustains us. That his presence gives life and comfort, rest, and joy. So as we exist in this cultural tension of beauty and evil, want and plenty, health and sickness, sorrow and joy, we defy the God of hopelessness, sorrow, hate, and evil and give our allegiance to an ever-present God whose presence offers endless joy to the world. So as we come to the end of 2020, I don't know exactly how you're feeling. Maybe you're doing great. Maybe 2020, despite the pandemic, has been one of opportunity and life and happiness. But maybe you got laid off. Maybe your business seems to be going under. Maybe you're still unemployed after countless applications. Maybe someone you know and love is sick. Maybe you are experiencing the greatest bout of depression, anxiety, and loneliness you've ever gone through. Maybe the pandemic holiday is just adding more sorrow and grief to an already sorrowful holiday season. Maybe you're not feeling anything right now. Maybe you're just tired and your grief is playing out by numbing yourself on Netflix and holiday suites. But regardless of how you find yourself, may you take comfort in the fact that God is with you, that God sees you, that God loves you, that God cares for you and offers the joy and peace of his presence. And may God's presence sustain and comfort us as we end 2020. Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. 
I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Amen. New community, as we return to our lives on the hustle and bustle of the holiday season from Maya's of who we are throughout the week. Remind us we are now in love and that all of you spectacular is our presence. Remind us that you are doing miraculous roots and us and do us and all we need to do is stop and pay attention. May we find Joy and his truths. Joy stops dangers and renews us. May destroy over overwhelm this season and all those to follow. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>